Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. John chapter 10, verse 7 through 10 reads as follows. Then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All whoever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pastor. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Based on what just read to you, uh, this would be part two of following the good shepherd and not a thief. Following the good shepherd and not a thief. I want to just briefly mention to you over in John 16, before we get into our notes, before we get into our notes, I want to mention to you briefly John 16 and verse 13. Bible reads as follows. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. In keeping with our theme, following our omniscient God, John 16 and 13 lets us know that our greatest influence in our lives should be the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit, the spirit of God, the power by which we think, feel, and make decisions. Because it helps us in our everyday life. We need the Holy Spirit in our everyday life. It doesn't need to be something that we just uh, look as a choice, but it's something that we decide that we are going to make it a part of our everyday life. That's why it's important as believers that we are diligent in Scripture when we have a, uh, so in turn we have a better understanding of godly truth. Because we understand that godly truth, according to 2 Timothy 2 and 15, the Bible tells us to, uh, let me just, let's go to 2 Timothy 2 and 15. I want to. I was going to read it, but I want to. I was going to read to you out of the old King James. Let's go, old King James, the King James version. But New King James reads a little different, but it kind of takes us to the same place, and it takes us to where we need to be at. Second Timothy chapter two and verse fifteen. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The Holy Spirit will work with you to divide truth, to understand truth. The Holy Spirit will work with you so in turn you will be diligent or you will make haste or you will get in a hurry to learn Scripture because Scripture is going to help you to discern between what's right and what's wrong. 
I truly believe that if it had not been for scripture, many of us, even though we've been through a lot of different challenges, we wouldn't, listen, thank God for scripture. We're no longer deceived. We're no longer deceived. You know, people tell us anything, but no, we got scripture to back up what we're saying. And if somebody don't have scripture, we kind of, well, hold on, man, let me, let me pray about that. Let me look at it a little deeper because you ain't got no scripture to back up what you're saying. Because people will tell you anything these days, and they will, and, and sometimes they get upset if you don't believe them. But the thing is, we gonna go by scripture. That's why we gonna, you know, uh, John sixteen and thirteen is so relevant and prevalent to us because we're gonna know truth, and truth gonna make us free. That's why truth keeps us being so vulnerable to the lies of the enemy, and the enemy will lie to you. The enemy will tell you that your future is not where it should be. The enemy will tell you that you never will do this, that, and the other. But how many know the devil has been lying for a long time now? And I thank God. And it's amazing, though, even in 2020, the devil will lie to you and tell you that you can't do this, that, and the other. But how many know God has got the final say-so in our lives? And the Holy Spirit is there to help God do what he does best in our life, which is to op- op- let us operate in truth. That's why it's important that we must, and I wrote this down, but you must purposely have a lifestyle of learning scripture. You must learn scripture. You must know scripture. And and, and in other words, you got to have a lifestyle that I'm going to learn scripture because I know this is the truth that's going to make me free. Now, let's go to the notes. Following the good shepherd, part two, and not a thief. We pick up this conversation, John 10 and 7. Let's go to John 10 and 7. Let's read it. You look on your notes or you read your Bible. Then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. Interesting word. He says, I'm the door of the sheep. Door is the name of him who brings salvation to those who follow his guidance. Another word there is the opportunity of doing something uh, good. And I like that because in two words I circled in it is salvation and opportunity because Jesus is our salvation. Salvation is when you are delivered, you are protected and you prosper. You are delivered from the life of sin. You are protected from things that would try to harm you and then you are prosper. But after you get saved, you need opportunities. Because opportunities will give you an opportunity to develop your prayer life, an opportunity to give, an opportunity to grow in the things of God. So we need opportunities. And many times if if God did not open up opportunities for us, many of us would not have what we have or could do what we do. And that's why I love God about his opportunity, because he knows how to shut doors that no man can open it and open doors that no man can close. And I appreciate that about God, because there are a few doors I would have walked through if God had not shut the door. You may not have been in that situation. I've been in a situation where I would have walked through the door, but God closed up the opportunity for me to walk through it, and I appreciate that. Then he opened up some doors that I can't even explain why he did it. I appreciate God opened up, giving me the opportunity to do things, and then we can give him glory for everything he's done. That's why the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus, the name that brings deliverance, protection, peace, and prosperity, according to Acts chapter 4, verse 12. We read that the other day where it says, there is no other name under heaven by men shall be saved. And that's why we love him, because he has the name that 
cause the salvation to take place in our life. And we need the Holy Spirit in us, leading and guiding us into all truth. Not speaking on his own authority, but he tells us and shows us things to come. And I love that about God. I love it about him. And I know that God is helping each and every one of us this afternoon by doing what he does for us in our lives. Jesus would go on to declare in John 14 and verse 6. Remember, he talks about there's no other name by which we must be saved. But he also talks about he is the way. He is the way, the truth, and the life in John 14 and verse 6. No one comes to the Father except through him. When he said he is the way, he is the proper way of thinking, talking, and acting. And another word definition that stands out to me, he is the journey that we take. That there's and reason that he is the journey because the enemy will present to us all types of journeys that we can go on. But Jesus is the journey that we must take. Never underestimate, even after you become born again, that the enemy will try to present you with a way of going that is opposite or in contrary to what God wants you to go. He'll give you, and see, that's why every door that opens, you got to understand by the spirit of truth, which one is of God and which one is of the enemy. Because he will bring other doors into your life. I promise you that. No one comes to the Father except through him. In my opinion, we become known as God's sheep. When you go the way that God wants you to go. Remember that he's talking to God's sheep in this particular text. Sheep. Sheep, those who have given their life to Christ and believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When we repent of our sins and accept Jesus, Lord and Savior, according to Acts 2 and 38, we must believe in the resurrection because there is no salvation or faith without it. First Corinthians 15 and 14 says this, if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and our faith is also empty. We must believe that Jesus rose from the dead. And when, I, as I was contemplating about that, when you believe Jesus rose from the dead, you ought to believe that whatever you deal with, God can get you out of it. Whatever you deal with. So, Pastor, I don't know if I can get out of it. Let me tell you something. But since Jesus rose from the dead, I can get out of it. And what you like about that is it don't always depend on you to get out of it. God will give you strength and power to get out of what he, what you got, what we get ourselves into. Whew. John 10 and 8 talks about when Jesus makes a, he makes a bold and definitive statement when he tells them. In fact, let's go, let me go back up John 10 and 8 and, and read that to you. Because he's making a statement that is really bold and definitive. He says, all who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. When he makes that statement, he, it's, a, it's definitely a bold statement. Because he's talking to people that, that came before him. And, he pro- and some of the people that were listening to him probably knew the folks that came before him. Sometimes I think about this. They probably knew him and probably they liked the few folks that came before him. But then he calls them thieves and robbers. Can you imagine somebody you like and Jesus all of a sudden call him a thief and a robber? If you're not careful, you might be offended him calling the person that you like a thief or a robber. But Jesus knew who came before him. And the thief and the robber are those individuals who, who taught things that did not line up with the written and revealed word of God. 
So when, you, when he calls a thief and a robber, he's talking about those individuals who came before him who taught things that did not line up with Scripture. That's who he's talking about there. Now, he was all inclu- inclusive in regards to anyone teaching. Any doctrine outside of his teachings should be a warning to us that there are people out there. Because one thing we remember when we studied, when we first started studying this, that the thief and the robber, God never was cast them out or threw them to the side. One thing it tells me is that thieves and robbers are going to be associated with God's church. And you need to have discernment. You need the Holy Spirit to discern when thieves and robbers are in or dealing in churches. I wish I could tell you that God would cast out every thief and every robber in his church, but I couldn't find it anywhere in this particular text. Because when I saw it, I said, you know what? What happened to the thief and the robber? It seemed like they were right there. And then he, then he goes on to make this statement, because remember that he, they came up another way. They came up another way. But you never read where the thief and the robber left the church. In fact, the Bible said they were before me. They were teaching things before me. And a thief is an embezzler, a false teacher, and abuser. And the one I want to focus in, in on is a false teacher. A false teacher. A false teacher is somebody that doesn't teach scripture lining up with what God wants in our lives. And then a robber is one who takes something of value, taking property by means of force, fear, and theft. So a thief and a robber work hand in hand. They work together. And a thief, a robber is somebody like this. They're coming after something that's valuable. They are coming after something that's valuable. I've never found a thief or a robber. Any, any thief or robber I know about, always looking for something valuable. Always looking for something valuable. Now, what we need to understand is that in our lives, if he's coming after us, there must be something valuable in us. There must be something valuable in you. Well, why would the thief and the robber come after me? Because he knows something that you may not know. He can see something in you that you may not can see. So if you're under attack by the thief and the robber, you're like, oh, something must be valuable going on him. In fact, look at somebody say, something must be valuable going on him. Ooh-wee. Something must be happening in my life right now that God is doing a great work in my life, even though I can't see it, but God sees it. And also the thief and the robber see it. And if I'm a thief and a robber, what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to get you before you get started good. Because if you ever start to learn how to pray, if you ever start learning how to give, if you ever start giving, all of a sudden you start seeing the good measure, the press down, the coming together. If you ever start studying scripture and then all of a sudden you get understanding. If you ever start uh, getting into the things of God, you get prayers up and prayers start answering for you. I know I'm going to have somebody on. I'm going to have some trouble on my hand. Because I know that this person, they get their prayers answered. They give and God gives back to them a good measure pressed down and shaken together. They believe God when they, when they make their confession known to God, God is going to answer according to his will. When they do certain things, and listen, they can go into a place and the spirit of God will go with them and they can discern the atmosphere that they're in. Why? Because they got the Holy Spirit in them. And sometimes it, they, they don't really know everything that's going on. It, they might say something strange like, you know what, something you right about this situation here. That's the Holy Spirit trying to get your attention. There's something about this atmosphere just ain't right. 
Now, he may not tell you to leave it, but he might tell you that, listen, just keep your guard up. You ever been in a situation where the Holy Spirit will say, keep your guard up? You can't even explain it. You just say, keep your guard up. He just said, listen, before you sign it, make sure you know what you're signing. Before you do this, make sure you know what you're doing. Before you go here, make sure you know. Why, why God, what's going on? I'm just going to sign because that's the way they told me to do it. No, oh, no, no, no. Holy Spirit say, oh, oh, hold your hand. Sometimes you may always feel like the Holy Spirit getting your hand and pulling it back. Say, don't go there, man. And they say, well, why you ain't going to sign? I can't even tell you why. I just don't feel Layer to right now. I don't feel comfortable in doing whatever it is, but you just do what the Holy Spirit said. Now, sometimes you'll be ready to sign because the Holy Spirit says, Son, I got you right here. You got to know what the Holy Spirit is. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. Look at somebody says, We need the Holy Spirit. Ooh, we need it. We need it. That's why Gene and John 10 8, the Lord wanted his audience to understand that those who came before him were thieves and robbers. Now, one thing I, I I thought about this when I was meditating upon this. See, false teachers will use force or fear to teach you. False teachers will use force or fear to teach you. They'll try to get you to do things out of fear. If you don't do it, see, I've lived long enough that I've been in situations where people say, if you don't sign within 24 hours, this deal is not going to be available to you anymore. And, I, and I, I've been guilty of signing stuff that I shouldn't sign. Then I need the Holy Spirit to get me out of it because I, when, I, when I got that cooling off period, I said, oh, God, what did I just sign here? And I, but I, look, I thank God the Holy Spirit continued to help me to get out of that situation. See, I know all y'all be thanking God that God, you know, you make all the right decisions at the right time and do it all this. I appreciate the Holy Spirit helping me after I messed everything up. I got stuff in trouble, did stuff wrong. Holy Spirit, he said, Lord, I knew Dobbs going to mess it up. I got a plan to get him out of what he got himself into. Boy, you ain't lived long enough to the Holy Spirit has got a plan to get you out what you got yourself into. And he, he does it well, too. I appreciate that. These and robbers do not look like these and robbers. I've never seen a thief or a robber got a shirt and say, I'm going to come rob you. I've never seen that. And I've been robbed before, too. I've seen folks rob. Every time I see a rob, you see the shot. You never see something in their forehead talking about, I'm a thief. I'm finna come rob you. Most of the time, they deny the fact that they robbed somebody. You can have them on, on videotape, and they're like, I didn't do it. That ain't me. So a thief and a robber don't come at you as a thief, as a robber. They try to use deception in order to get what they want. And one of the things I wanted you to understand is, we talked about it briefly the other day, is what the thief and the robber wants to do is get back at Jesus through us. He does not want us to believe in the resurrection. One of the things that you need to understand, there's something valuable in you. And it comes from God. God has put gifts and talents and abilities. One of the great things he put in our lives is influence. God has used you to influence others to come to Jesus. He used, well, what, what do I say? Let me tell you something. One of the things I've learned over the years, you ain't going to know all the words to say at the right time and the right amount. One of the things he wants to do is just use you in a way to get people to Jesus. 
He wants to use you. You, you, yeah, yeah. Well, Pastor, I don't know all the scriptures. You ain't got to know all the scriptures. Just know what you know. Your testimony is, is amazing within itself. If I was to ask some of you, and this is what, what, what amazes me about testimony, there's nowhere in the world you could tell me every detail about your testimony. To make me, but God knows when you tell some people something, they relate to what you tell them. So when I tell other people I used to do this, that, and the other, oh, I know what you mean, Pastor, because I was doing the same thing. And you understand, if God can save me, he can also save you. Now, somebody else may come to me and say, you know, Pastor, I used to do patty cake, patty cake. I may not understand all that. But you might come there and say, you did patty cake, patty cake. And y'all can relate to one another. See, you can tell somebody about Jesus. And then in turn, they will give their life to Jesus. Because why? You can relate to them. See, I, there's some people I can't reach, but there's some people you can reach on a day, on a weekly basis. There's some folks you know I probably would never meet unless you introduce me to them. When I introduce them to them, I made, I made my first time meeting. They ain't gonna be, they're not going to put their guard down. But with you, they will put their guard down. And you can tell them about Jesus. How Jesus saved you, how Jesus can deliver you, so forth and so on. Now, let's go back to the text. John chapter 10, verse 8. All who came before him were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I thought that was interesting because it says that the sheep did not hear them. What? The thieves and the robbers. When it says it did not hear them, it did not perceive them, it did not understand them, it did not comprehend what the thief and the robber was talking about. Now, what was interesting to me about that is that I believe they heard what he said, but they did not perceive what they said. Now, what's the difference in that, Pastor Dobbs? Well, the difference is this, is that the thief and the robber are going to use words to try to persuade you not to follow Jesus. Going to try to use words to tell you you should not come Toward the king or follow the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You shall not follow the omniscient God. He could try to use words, words to try to persuade you. But true sheep of God don't understand that. Because they realize that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And they that love us eat the fruit thereof. I got to follow Jesus. See, this is not a, a, a in my mind, it's not a choice. I don't have, listen, you can have other options, but I only got one option in order for me to have eternal life. I'm like what Peter said there. Where are we going to go? Now, did Peter have other options? Of course he did. But Peter had made up in his mind, I'm not following nobody but Jesus. And we have to make up in our mind, yeah, there are the stuff I did we can go after, other things in social media and so forth, but I'm going to follow Jesus. And I need the Holy Spirit to help me follow Jesus. I, somebody say this with me. I need the Holy Spirit to help me follow Jesus. That's it. See, as God, she can't allow traditional teachings, strange mindsets about biblical truth, etc. lead us astray, especially when it comes to praying, loving, giving, hearing, and obeying God's word. That's why we must know the scriptures. Because the enemy, the thief, and the robber will try to get you to follow them. And you won't be praying. You won't be loving. You won't be giving. You won't be hearing and obeying God's truth. Why? Because the thief and the robber will try to take you away from that. 
and I, I was going to say this for later, but I might go ahead and tell you this right now. I have been guilty of allowing the thief and the robber to take me away from Jesus. I'm going to admit mine. I'm going, that's why I had to repent. That's why this, when I, when I look at following the omniscient God, I said, God, you know, I need to learn how to follow you. You can take for granted that you know how to do this, but I, oh God, that, boy, I think the folks that mess up is one to take it for granted. That's just my opinion. I can't prove that, but I just, I just, well, I can look around and see. But I'll just say that for another day. The thief and the robber is after our most prized possession, which is our faith, which is our confidence, our trust in God, our assurance, our ability to please God and the power of the resurrection. That's why Hebrews 11, 6 tells us that it's without faith it is impossible to please him. It further discusses that the reward that comes from believing our God or our Savior, we must believe in God. And see, when you stop believing in the resurrection, you stop believing in the power of God. You stop believing. See, the resurrection says this, no matter what I'm in, God can get me out of it. If I'm dealing with sickness, God can get me out of it. If I'm dealing with financial situations, God can get me out of it. If I'm going through something mentally, God can get me out of it. It may take time, but I know he can get me out of it. Who else don't get me out of it? Who else going to get me out? That's why when we follow the all-knowing God, he knows the pathway to get me out. Because, see, I may think one thing, but the, but the all-knowing God says, I need for you to read the book of John, chapter 10. And I'm going to show you here in a few minutes that many of us have probably been guilty of following the thief and the robber unknowingly. Remember, a thief is coming at you in ways See, he ain't going to look like no thief. His character is just going to give away who he is. And the Holy Spirit will help us to know the difference. Now, it takes a strong relationship with Jesus if we are going to avoid being led by the teaching of thieves and robbers. And remember, our relationship with Jesus, uh, I like this. We got to look at him as our deliverer. Look at him as our protector. And if anybody going to heal me, it's going to be Jesus. Let me just put this on the table right quick. Nothing wrong with doctors. But you got, don't let the, the doctor be the Lord over your life. Be led by the Holy Spirit. I've been reading, um, strange things. I've been listening to stories and, and reading, um, strange places. And I'm going to bring this before y'all. Sometimes the side effect of some medicine can be almost dangerous. That's why you got to be led by the Holy Spirit. I was telling somebody the other day, and I want you to listen to me when I I tell you this. I'm not trying to do this to scare anybody. I just want you to be led by the Holy Spirit. When they tested that drug, they tested it on everybody else except you. They never tested it on you before. They don't know if it works or not. Fact, aren't all drugs the same? But you're different. Aren't you not fearfully and wonderfully made by God? And you don't know if it's going to work or not on you. That's why you got to be led by the Holy Spirit. Y'all see why we need the Holy Spirit? I mean, the Holy Spirit is going to help us even when it comes down to something like taking medicine. Because I thought about this. You know what medicine they give me? They never tested on me before. They don't know if it's going to work or not. 
You never took something before, you don't know if it's going to work or not. You just depending on what this doctor is saying. That's why you got to be led by the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not trying to do this to scare you. I'm not saying you stop taking your medicine. I just said be led by the Holy Spirit and do not make the medicine your God. Everybody understand the difference there? All right, good, good, good. If not, you can talk about the search. I'll be glad to explain it to you. I said this earlier, and I wrote this in a little note, that thieves and robbers are among church people. I know that, I know, I hate to tell you that. I really don't. Well, I don't wait to tell you. If we know truth, truth will make us what? That's it. We know. But we read John 10, 1 through 5, and very clear. The thief, he came up another way. The thief and the rock came up another way. Remember that coming up another way means he wants to climb into our minds and take control of our minds. We don't want him to take control of our mind. We want God to lead and to guide us in the all truth. Jesus is going to instruct people that he is the way to be saved. And we must enter the kingdom of God of God by him, according to John chapter 10, verse 9. That's why I like this. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pastor. In, I'm going to find pastor. Out, I'm going to find pastor. When we receive salvation, it opens the door. It opens the door. It opens the door to increase, to growth, to productivity as we surrender our will to his. And not only does it open the door, the Holy Spirit will help you with that door. It unlocks stuff. It allows access. But you got to understand the Holy Spirit as it leads and it guides you. That's why John 10 and 9 state that salvation is the key to finding pastor. Pastor is food, is growth, is increase. I like this. Going in or going out. It's, say this with me. Going in and going out. Notice what it says here in the latter part of verse 10. He will not verse 9. He will be saved and he will go in and out and find what? Pastor. So if I go in, I'm gonna find what? If I go out, I'm going to find what? So wherever I go, I'm going to find. Because there's only two places you can be, either in or out. But in or out is not out, in and out of the kingdom. To me, it was in and out of whatever you're dealing with in life. For example, I thought about this. This lets me know the increases in God's plan for me, whether I am in or whether I'm out. Because remember, wherever I go in or out, I got what? Pastor, I've got growth. I've got increase. So evidently, God got a plan for me to increase. Got a plan for me for prosperity. And what does that mean for me? That means the teaching of the word will try to convince me that increase, productivity, and growth comes through them. So when if I go in, I got increase. If I go out, I got increase. But it's not in, in and out of, of what we consider uh, figuratively speaking. In and out of a church, we're going to do it. No. In and out, that means where I go, God is going to give me increase. What do you mean? In and out of trials. In and out of situations. Wherever I go, I'm going to find increase. Isn't that good to know? That means God is big enough to bless you whether or not you're in, in, in something or out of something. That means that if you're going through a rough trial, God can bless you in the middle of your rough trial. Somebody said, why are you smiling while you're going through this? Because he blessed me coming in, and he blessed me going out. 
because of that, you're dealing with all this. And sometimes you can go through chaos on your job and God will still bless you in the middle of that chaos. You could be in the middle of a business deal and the business deal will have you going sideways and careful. But you'll still be blessed coming in and you'll be blessed coming out. Did you know that you could be in a family situation? Oh, God. I used to what we talked about earlier. You could be in the middle of a doctor report and the doctor tell you some stuff you don't want to hear. But you come out smiling. Because why? Coming in and going out. Why? God big enough to bless folks like that. Only one person I know can bless people like that. They got to be God. That has to be God. That's why. But the world would tell you that increased productivity and growth comes through them. But the spirit of truth will tell us differently. Because sometimes when people think bad things are happening to you, they'll tell you that 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 um, that comes from God. And when good things happen, that comes from the world. But we know differently because God can turn around bad stuff and make it good for us. Woo, hadn't he done it for us before? Man, had he, had, does he not continue to do it right now? I mean, today, I'm talking about today, God can turn what you're going through and turn it around for his good. Because he God like that. You know, you go through a tragedy and God can turn around. He'll be looking good by the time it's over with. I mean, you say, God, 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 God like that. God is God like that. Yes, he is. Salvation requires to walk by faith and not by sight. Faith, that means we're going to live by the written and revealed word of God. We're not going to live by external or outward senses. It's according to 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. If we're going to ask, if we're going to gain access to the divine promises that God has for us. Let's go to John 10, 10. The thief does not come except to steal. Three characteristics of the, three, of the thief. He comes to steal. He comes to kill. He comes to destroy. That's why Jesus is letting you know why we must avoid the thief at all costs. We got to keep away from the thief. The thief has three goals. He wants to steal. Steal means to take away without permission. To take away by cautious actions or movement. That's why the enemy is not going to come most of the time. You won't find him just saying, boom, up in the steal from you. He's going to be cautious when he steals from you or tries to anyway. He's going to be, he's going to use his movement in a, uh, a manner that is Almost, you can't even tell he's there. I wrote this down. He takes away opportunities for growth and prosperity in such a manner we may, we may not even know that they were gone. He takes away opportunities for growth and prosperity in such a manner that we may not even know that they are gone. See, when somebody goes steal from you, they really don't want, want you to know it's gone long as possible. Yeah, some of y'all never got in a stove from before, but just keep on living. I pray you never have to experience being stole from. But they, they were trying to get it from you, and they don't even want you to know what's gone. I think I was reading an article recently or talking to somebody about somebody stealing from the bank one time. They had stole from, let's say, internally in the bank. And they didn't want nobody to know it was gone. You know what they did? They tried to replace it before the person knew it was gone. But unfortunately, it had the digital footprint on it. And they ended up catching it. 
One thing about money, money carries a digital footprint, especially when you do it electronically. So, but the thing is, they didn't want him to know it was what? Gone. Sometimes he tried to steal from you. You already know it's gone when he steals from you. If you don't listen, the Holy Spirit don't teach you. I read the story or heard the story about a man. He was prominent before he passed away and, um, in, the, in the world of ministry. And he, somebody had stole over a million dollars from him over a period of time. He was stealing a little bit at a time. And he said, all the way he knew it because the Holy Spirit told him to check certain things. And he finally heard and obeyed, and that's how they called him. But the problem is when folks steal that much money from you, it's hard to recover it. Because they don't spend it. They don't spend it. They don't spend it. Y'all seen stories on television. Folks being stolen. They don't want nobody to know it. They want to try to get away with it because they, they try to play on people's ignorance. They don't check statements. They don't check certain things. Try to get you to the point where you don't know that you're missing certain things. That's why, why I'm here. That's why it's important that you check statements to see what stuff is charged at. To make folks, folks are not charging stuff to you because you've got a certain amount of days to dispute it. Because if not, you got to pay for stuff that you never got. That's how folks get through on identity theft and things along that nature when folks just don't check what's going on in their life. That's why it's important to check. It's important to check. Because you want to take it away in a manner you may not even know that it's gone. Number two, the thief comes to kill. To slay or to slaughter. I wrote this down. He slays relationships, watch this, that are beneficial. He'll try to slay relationships that are beneficial to us spiritually while keeping alive those that seem good but will keep me away from the will of God for my life. The enemy will try to slay relationships that are beneficial to me. And he'll make every, the ones that, that, are, that are messed up. You try to keep them alive. Keep them alive. Oh, you ought to keep with this friend right here. This friend is good for you. This friend is, and, and the enemy knows all the time, this friend is no good for you. And the ones that are good for you, he said, don't go around them. They're not, they're not no good for you. That's the enemy talking to you. Well, you ought to be able to discern about, that's why we need the Holy Spirit to help us to know which relationships are good for us and which are not. The third avenue is the thief comes to destroy. Destroy means put an end to, to ruin, to render useless. I wrote this down. He will make it seem like your prayer life or your giving or your church service is useless. And so you slack off doing the things that are needful until it gets to the point that you don't even do them at all. He'll make it seem like your prayer life. He'll say, your prayers ain't being answered. And so you'll pray a little bit less. He'll say your give is not working. And so you'll give a little less. He'll chase, say church service is not beneficial for you. So you come a little less. Until you, you slack off to the point that you don't do anything that is needful or beneficial to you at all. He's destroying stuff. And see, if you're not careful, and you're like me, when I looked at these particular examples and I began to look at what, in, back in my life, 
I realized I've been following the thief at some point in my life. Because he had told me these very things right here. The reason I can tell you these things because he told them to me. He told me, your prayer life ain't working. Just pray a little less. Instead of praying on Monday, just skip Monday and Tuesday. Just pray on Wednesday. You got time to pray. You got the opportunity to pray. Just don't pray. Because why? Your prayer life ain't working. Your prayers are not being answered by God. And so he'll, and so what, and so he'll get to the point what he's trying to do was not get me to pray at all. That was his event, his ultimate goal. He not, he would have destroyed my prayer life. Cause he's not going to just jerk it out of me. Cause he jerk it out of me. I'm too, too far. You know how we are. Some of us anyway. He ain't going to stop telling me, he ain't going to make me stop giving all of us everything all at once. Cause man, hey, ouch. But just a little bit here. A little subtle thing. Cause he's subtle. Cunning. And crafty. We talk about that Sunday. He's cunning and crafty. Well, really, these things are working the whole time. That's why, and I'm going to mess with later down just for a moment. That's why that mustard seed faith is so important. Faith as a mustard seed. What does that mean? Just do a little bit. Keep on doing a little bit. When you get going through a rough trial, just keep on doing a little bit. Because it's going to work for you. Because eventually, a little bit going to work its way up. Until it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. But you got to start with where you at. Because I don't pray or I don't give. I don't do this, that. Or, nobody does. There's always somebody cannot pray you. Always somebody not give you. Somebody, always somebody. Just go where you are. Do what you can do. And God will do, will give you grace for the rest. Because if not, man, you can be intimidated by some folks praying. Like, whoa, look at the way they pray. Whoa. They pray in 30 minutes. You get about five minutes and you just looking in outer space the rest of the time because you don't know what to say no more. But God can give you grace. Because if, if prayer life is something you got to learn. Prayer is something you got to learn. I don't know. You know, sometimes folks make it seem like all the stuff that we do spiritually that came overnight. Oh, let me let me be the first to tell you, it don't happen overnight. Most of the people I know, it takes time to get to this level. Certain levels, I should say. And when you do that, God will help you along the way. But I was, I was guilty. I was following the thief and didn't even know. I was following that thief. I'm, I was, sometimes I was following better than what I thought I was following. Sometimes, you, well, you may not know this. But if you ain't careful, Scripture revealed to you, you're like, I'm following the thief. Didn't even know it. God will have you in a church service showing you scripture like this. And, and then you come to the conclusion, I'm following the faith. I, I, I slapped up on my praying. I slapped up on my giving. I slapped up on this, that, and the other. The thief got me. Don't, had me. Don't even know he had me. Because he, he saw him. Slick. Just creeping in. Just do a little small stuff. And next thing you know, he's just leading you. And you ain't careful, you're falling out. Falling. Then he'll stop because he'll think you, yeah, he'll just stop, he'll just stop. Don't move. Okay, because they know if they follow me. It's like I'm stop for a moment. He'll stop for a week. He'll stop for two weeks. He'll stop for three weeks. He'll stop for months at a time. Then all of a sudden he gets your attention again. There we go. Because he's trying to get you to follow him. And, and, and he'll get you to keep on following if you ain't careful. He have you going out the church, and then he'll stop right there at the door. 
give you a moment to, oh, hallelujah, y'all praise God. Have you come into church, but you ain't getting nothing out of church? Have you come in, amen, the praise and the worship, but ain't getting nothing out of praise and worship? Have you in the midst of anointed people, but you missing everything that God wants to give you? And then you're like, what am I even here for? Don't nobody even love me. Don't even know I'm going to go out the door. Don't even know I'm about to leave them. Don't even know. I bet you if I go, won't nobody even know I'm gone. Don't even know I'm gone. They even know that I am no longer in church any longer. They they won't even know that I am gone. Stop that for me, brother. They won't even know. Because why? The enemy has, the thief has led them out of the church. Really, he was doing it for about eight to ten months, two years, three years, five years. He said, whatever I got to do to get them out. Ain't nothing overnight. Folks don't leave the church overnight. Sometimes they'll come for a year, but they left a year ago. Sometimes they'll come and they'll continue to give, but really they left six months, two years ago. Because why? They were following the thief. They were following the thief. That's why we must make a daily choice to follow the good shepherd and not the thief. We got to be led and influenced by the good shepherd. That's why the good shepherd came so that we might have life and have life more abundantly. How many see how important it is that we follow the good shepherd? That we follow the omniscient God, the all-knowing God. Because that thief will lead you, boy. Let me say this to you. I know I'm going to close with this in just a moment, but let me give you this real quickly. Do you know that that thief been leading people out of church for years? He's not a novice at this. Let me tell you something. Don't put your wits against him, him and say, you know, I'm going to do this on my own. I can I show that devil something. No, 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 never get that. Don't never get the big head like that. And think you're going to show the devil something. He'll take 20 years to lead you out if he has to. He'll have you singing in the choir but constantly leading you out. He'll have you constantly helping out with helps ministry but he'll constantly just leading you out. And this is what's interesting about it. you got all the right lingo. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm blessed and highly favored. You happy? Oh, yeah, I'm real happy. Woo, hallelujah, I'm happy. But in the midst of it, you constantly being laid out. Boy, that thief's something else, y'all. That's why he a thief, y'all. A thief ain't, um, I hope I can use this word right, stealth. Where somebody is uh, is there, but you can't see them. Uh, I hope I said the word right there. S-T-E-A-T-H, stealth mode. There we go, man. You got there, you go, bro. That's it, right there. My high school, my 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 brain ass is school door, don't it? On, on the on the class, class, they make all A's and everything like that. Listen, they he used that mode right now. You think you're just doing this on your own, but he's really the one leading you out. It's like he's there, but you can't see him. He's there, leading you out, lead. Cause I've and the devil been doing this, y'all. This ain't. Let me tell you something. 
2020, he didn't just didn't start in 2020. He's been doing this. That's why Jesus had to come and warn these people. Because he's been doing it just that long. But God says, if you follow me, if you follow me, this is what I'm going to do for you. Uh, I read the scripture earlier, John 66, John 6 and 68. Where Peter said, where can you go? I got the, you got the words of eternal life. John 10, 10 talks about not only does the good shepherd want us to have life, he wants to have it abundantly. Abundant life, Lord. As we continue to follow the shepherd, which is written and his written and revealed word, will walk in purpose as well as prosperity. Why purpose? That's what Jesus came to let us know. He would try to lead you out unless you were valuable to the kingdom. Good God Almighty. Boy, that's good right there. If you be, listen, if you fight to come to church, you know the enemy don't like you. If you fight to get out of bed in the morning or on Wednesday night, listen, he'll he'll make everything look good. Oh, it's, it's cold outside. You better stay inside. I got five amens in here. I know I know y'all here. I know y'all here. Especially when you got home, got warm. Not not warm, but warm. Don't go back out. You know, boy, the mess around lay on that bed about ten minutes. Woo! And get a good meal. Woo! That's a double woo week. Cause he knows you get something like this, you gonna know. You gonna you gonna know if he tries to do something like that to you again. So he knows right now. One thing about it, he, y'all will know the thief if he tries to come at y'all right now. I know I'm about done, but I need to get this to you before I close. If the enemy comes at you again, you're going to know. Oh, hold on. I see you trying to lead me out. Oh, I ain't going to fall with that no more. Yeah, you got me in the past, but this is a new day. Ooh, this is a new day. You got me in the past because I was ignorant, but today I see you coming. Because the, the word has revealed it to me. That's why it's, it's so important that we have the God in us, a part of our life, the spirit of truth. Because he'll show you this. He's like, okay. That's why I, I believe it's so important when Jesus showed these individuals this. Because that's what you need to understand. I'm, and I know it's a lot. I keep running through my head. I, I, I wish I could just close it, but I need to share this last few points with you. I'm close to book. So I just don't go back to it. All right, hold up. Shut that down. The thief and the robber came in. God never kicked them out. So they're going to try to influence people that are among the sheep. But that's why the Holy Spirit gave us the spirit of truth. The omniscient God. So he, when the enemy tries to lead us out, he's going to try to lead you now. I'm going to tell you up front. That's why he, he gums, steal, kill, and destroy. He's going to try to lead, but he's going to try to lead you away from, away from the church because he knows you're valuable. He knows when God saved you, you're valuable. Whatever your gift is. Your gift may not be my gift. My gift may not be your gift, but you're valuable to the church. That's why we're church members connected as one body. We're, we're connected. And he fight. let me say this to you. If one thing I know about this church right here, he fights our connection. He fights our connection. He has you thinking folks talking about you and they ain't thought nothing about you. He'll think, and I tell people all the time, I tell, 
I tell prison ministers, I'm telling y'all this. When people come to the church, they're going to look at you for a moment, funny, for a few times. But after they see you for a few hours, I'm going to tell you something. When they see you come through the door, they're like, oh, it's just you. When they first see you, we're going to watch you. We're going to watch you. Yeah, we're going to watch you. I ain't never seen you before. I'm going to see what, what, where you sit at, what you're doing, so forth and so on. But I've known you for about five or six to 18, 22 Sundays. I see you come through the door. I'm like, hey, it's just Look how y'all looking at me. That's okay, though. That is okay with me, though. <laughs> and so, but the thing is, he's going to find our connection. But the more we connect by the Holy Spirit, the more we can accomplish the will of God for our lives. And then the more we're led by the omniscient God, the more we can operate in that abundant life that God has for his children. How many thank God for abundant life? How many thank God you're no longer going to be led by the thief any longer? All right, I'm quitting. We're going to quit. Stop. I'm quitting. Just, just stand to your feet. Hallelujah. How many understand what we talked about tonight? How many see how important this, a scripture, this scripture is, right? That we're not going to be led by the thief no more. Hallelujah. And thank y'all for your patience, too. Let's give Jesus a hand of praise for his word this afternoon. Come on, put those hands together for the King of Kings. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.